knowing that you're not the only person and that you're not alone, the question then becomes, how do we improve this, right? Like how do we stop or just do less, 1% less than we did yesterday in terms of breaking those promises to yourself? We start to see ourselves as these people who don't follow through on the things that we say and it causes us to start developing low self-worth and low self-esteem. We know how important people are and how rapidly technology is and will continue to change our world. The way we live, the way we work, and the way we experience life as we know it. In a hyper-connected global economy, it is the combination of extraordinary people and advanced tech that will make a brighter future. But without evolved leaders knowing how to apply that value of neurodiversity, businesses, teams, and relationships will exponentially suffer. We believe in your ability and are obsessed with helping people like you shift into unlimited potential. It is our honor to help you and your teams optimize and automate the skills, tools, and solutions that can bridge that gap between intelligence and implementation as you venture into your unique mission. Let us welcome you to Evolve Ventures. Hello, hello, and welcome to Evolve Ventures, where we are making evolution possible for growth-minded humans through vulnerable lessons, stories, and technology. I'm your host, Bianca Thomas. And I am your host, Amelia Smith. Welcome back to (laughs) another episode, 131. Sorry, I had a little bit of a... Little burpee Smithy Smith. Um, and this is Motivation Monday. How to keep the promises you make to yourself. So hopefully you enjoyed our last episode, 130, three tips to understand and handle your emotions. Because honestly, that episode, if you haven't listened to that, that will actually really help you when it comes to this episode. When it comes to mm. promises, when you make promises to yourself, you want to keep those, right? Like there's nothing worse than making a promise to yourself and then breaking that flat out. And Trust me, like B and I talk to people all over the world. If I don't want to say if you're someone who does that, because let's be we all do it. We all do it, honestly. And not if you're someone that does that, but rather knowing that you're not the only person and that you're not alone. The question then becomes how do we improve this, Mm. right? Like, how do we stop? Or just do less, 1% less than we did yesterday in terms of breaking those promises to yourself. And that's what our goal, that's what our intention is of this podcast. For Bianca and I to bring in what we've learned through our experiences, failed, tried, trued, right? And bring those in and help each one of you. Mm. So for anyone out there who knows me, has been following me, has been following this podcast, you will know that I am a fitness lover, as Amelia is. I have been going to the gym since I was 16. I was always into sports. I did karate as a kid. I used to ski. I used to do soccer. I've done many things. And for the last 10 years or the last 12 years, actually, Jesus Christ, I'm almost 28. For the last Um, 12 years, the gym has been a really huge part of my life and something that I make sure that I do every single day. hmm. While I can be extremely consistent in going to the gym, Mm -hmm. I have always had a really unhealthy and unstable relationship with my body and with food. So Mm. 
I am one of those people who has always been in some sort of a diet, always been on some sort of a cut. Mm -hmm. I, and I was reflecting on this a couple of weeks ago because I have basically been in a cut for two years now. Please define a cut for those in the back. Yep. Thank you. A cut is basically trying to lose weight. It is intentionally decreasing or cutting the amount of calories out of your diet so that you can lose weight, so that you can lean out, tighten up, whatever, right? So- Can I add something really quick? Please. Caloric deficit. So essentially, it all comes down to how much calories or how many calories you're taking in versus how many you're outputting. We have mm-hmm. another episode that talked about energy joules and how much our body actually expends <laughs> in terms of energy and and what we need from a brain body and how everyone is different in that kind of the balance of what you put out there in terms of calories, how much how many calories you burn in a day versus how many calories you take in and taking in less calories than that which you burn means that you're in a caloric deficit, i.e. a cut. Okay? Yeah. So I am someone who, and like so many of us, I grew up in a family and I grew up in a culture that really valued a woman being skinny, being small, a family that every single woman in my family always said she was trying to lose weight. She was too fat. She was trying to be skinny, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I fell, I fell prey to that. I fell victim to that. And I had a really negative relationship with my body and with food. And it's, it's better than it's ever been. I've done so much work on it, but I realized, and I realized that I have been telling myself for the last two years that I'm trying to lose weight And I haven't been able to do it. I haven't been able to be consistent with it. I haven't been able to get myself to the place that I want to be at. Mm -hmm. I was in a unhealthy place in my life a couple of years ago. I wasn't in a good relationship. I wasn't in a good environment in general. Chaos was ensuing in my life. And I kept trying to tell myself, I can stick to it. I can be on this diet. I can do it. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. I can do it. Mm -hmm. And then I would fall off. And then I would try to get back on. And then I would fall off. And then I would try to get back on. And so I've been a lot more consistent ever since being in my new home, ever since like my life is a lot better, but I'm still struggling. I'm still struggling to keep the promise to myself of not going over the calories that I set for myself and making sure that I am following the program that I set. And so I was on the call I was on a call with my mentor, my coach the other day and he was helping me. We were talking about like this fitness journey and he said, "B, how many days in a row can you honestly say that you have adequately and accurately stayed at the calories that you've set for yourself?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Honestly, probably 2 weeks." That's the most I've gone without messing up and without like not following my program. And he's like, that's the problem. Mm. You keep making this promise and you keep trying to make all of these excuses of like why it's not working. And you're not realizing that the problem is you're not keeping the promise. You're not sticking to it. 
Mm. So he and I set this 90-day challenge for me. Mm. And what I am doing, and I have it on my whiteboard in my kitchen, is for the next 90 days, I think I'm at day 83 now, but for the next 90 days, my only goal is to hit these three different goals. Number one, track my weight every single day, which I do anyways. Mm-hmm. Number two, exercise every day for at least 60 minutes. I wasn't mm-hmm. doing that. I exercised maybe five days a week and then I would take two rest days. But mm-hmm. now I'm switching up my routine so I can exercise every day. Mm-hmm. And number three, do not go over the calories that I set for myself. Mm. So for anyone out there listening to this who's like, I've been there too. Maybe it's not tracking your food. Maybe it's not calories. Maybe it's not a weight loss goal. But I know there are so many of us out there who have said, I'm going to do this. This one thing, whatever it is, I'm going to do it. And we try and try and try and try and we fail. Mm. Or we say we're going to set a boundary with someone and we break the promise. We say we're going to end a relationship and we don't do it. We say we're not going to go to this one specific place. And then we do it. It breaks the trust that we have with ourselves, and it breaks the relationship that we have with ourselves because we start not to believe in ourselves. We start to see ourselves as these people who don't follow through on the things that we say, and it causes us to start developing low self-worth and low self-esteem. So what can we do? For anyone listening to this, for anyone who wants to get better at this, for anyone who's like, I want to keep the promises I make to myself and I don't want it to be this horrible thing that I keep breaking and making and breaking and making these promises. I want to make it and stick to it. What can I do? I know Amelia has some suggestions. I'm going to list off mine. This is what I have personally done that has made me able to be the insanely effective person that I am today. Mm. Number one, I have written them all down. So for this fitness example, it is written on my whiteboard. The promises I am making to myself are those three things. And all I need to do is just focus on the day-to-day, focus on the moment-to-moment, just make Mm. sure that I keep those three, that I just, they're there and I follow them. Number two, get a coach. I know that a lot of people are scared of hiring a coach. They're scared of asking for help. They've been burned before. They don't know what coaches out there are effective. They don't know if it's actually going to work. Get a coach. Find one that's a good fit for you and make the investment. Mm -hmm. I have been working with a coach, the same one, for the last five years. And I can say without a shadow of a doubt, my life would not be where it is today without him, without Amelia coaching me, without another mentor of mine coaching me, and without the incredible people that I have brought into my life and into my circle. And number three, get an accountability buddy. Mm. Find a friend. I know Amelia is that for me. She's a mentor and an accountability buddy for me. We challenge each other. We work with each other. We, you know, we're, we're super playful with it, but we can also be hard on each other. You Mm -hmm. know, when I say I'm going to do something and she's like, Hey B, did you do it? And I'm like, crap, I have to tell her I didn't do it. 
-hmm. And I have to give her, you know, try not to make up some excuse for why I didn't and be honest about it. Why didn't I do it? Mm -hmm. So those are the three that I would say. M, what say you, my friend? <laughs> so I'm um, I'm reading a book that my baby suggested to me right now, and I'll pull it up um, just for anyone who might be interested in it. Um, it's the the hidden habits of geniuses, and mm. the only reason why I mentioned that is uh, because one of the chapters that I was just listening to recently was about Thomas Edison and all of these incredible geniuses and how they go about their day on the day-to-day and what are some of the insights that these geniuses who have been able to make incredible impacts on the world, what what sets them apart? And really, I've been listening to it and finding so much um, correlating to what makes me different, honestly. And it's been really, really cool to look at. But for the, the purposes of this episode, there's one favorite quote that I have, and it kind of just sparked when we were talking and looking at this, this conversation when it comes to breaking the promises that we make to ourselves and how to actually keep them. I think a lot of it has to do with ownership and failure. Two mm-hmm. words that I'll give for this. And I go to this quote um, that you probably, if you were to Google it, um, Thomas Edison and how many ways that he's failed or his concept around failure. Um, And the quote goes where he has said, you know, when he was being interviewed about all of his inventions that he's made. And for for those of you who might be new to that name or just want to refresh, like he has made and invented like more things than any one person in this world to date, I'm pretty sure. Um, And to that extent, you know, concept like the cement, how to take pictures, the electrical pen, like all of these things. He's most known for his invention with a light bulb. But when it comes to the light bulb, it wasn't his first invention. It wasn't the first win, the first promise that he made to himself that he just all of a sudden succeeded at. He failed a thousand different times, 10,000 different times before he actually got to the concept of the light bulb. Mm-hmm. And the quote goes when he said, when he talked about this was, I have not failed at bringing the light bulb. I've just found 10,000 different ways that won't work to bring a light bulb here. And so it's that concept around failure. When we talk about this, this conversation around how to actually keep the promises you make to yourself, B, I think what you did was really helpful for our ground level boots on the ground approach. I'm going to take it up and kind of zoom out 10,000 feet for each person, because I think that both balancing both is really, really important. And it's two concepts that you actually have shown through that. I just want to provide a different lens. And so the concept around failure. What is your relationship mm-hmm. to failure? Every single time you have failed and broken a promise to yourself, do you feel as though you're at ground zero? And if that is the feeling that you get, and if that is the experience that you have, are you running away from that pain? Or are you taking ownership of like, well, shit, I am failing. I am breaking the promises that I'm making to myself and I'm going to get back up. Have you mm. found 10,000 different ways that weren't working for you? And did you get yourself, scrape yourself back up because you're open to failing again and again and again until you make it work for you? Or are you just letting those failures put you down a notch, put you down a notch, put you down a notch until you will never try again? Mm. And be what you've done 
is though even though you've been someone who has struggled with this, you've always scraped yourself back up and you've always committed to the ownership of like, I'm just not doing this. You've reached out for help. You've you've found people in your corner to hold yourself accountable and to help rewire your relationship with failure so that it mm. doesn't necessarily mean that you are a failure, but rather you have just failed. And I think that if we zoom out at that 10,000 foot lens of how to actually keep the promises you make to yourself, everyone is capable of doing that, especially, you know, I mean, be like you didn't have everything rowing in the direction when it comes to like if I were to, to look at your life five, ten years ago, right? You <clears throat> actually started to to work towards and did everything you could to help swap out the people in your life that weren't necessarily holding you accountable. You faced the the fear in in you know, the eyes of danger, you've walked forward in that. And when you failed, you scraped yourself back up, even though it wasn't every single day, you know, and that's why you're here and where you are. And so I want to make sure that you get that credit. But to mm. everyone else who is struggling to keep the promises to your make your, to, that you make to yourself, the two questions that I would leave you with is what is your relationship to ownership? Do you mm. own the things that are not going well in your life? Do you feel as though you have a sense of control with them? Do you feel like you have a sense of influence with them? Or do you just feel powerless and everything, you know, the world out there is impacting your world that you're experiencing? How much of that are you taking into account when it comes to when you're failing? Do you self-identify and say, you know, I screwed up there. I failed. And then what do you do about that? What's the internal dialogue? Because what I find is that so many people that like never take ownership for things, they never actually feel the pain that they do to go into. There's actual neurological approach to this. When you feel pain, your brain will do whatever it can to get out of that. And one of the most incredible things that I know our brains can do, all of us are, are capable of doing it, is turning pain into, there's, there's a hormone called neuropronephrine that that turns frustration into fascination. So we have a hormone that's just waiting to be tapped into. And when you can do that, you can turn into more of a transformation in your world, but not if you're not feeling that pain, not if you're operating through a system of, I take ownership for this. I failed here and I'm going to experience this pain and I'm going to take this pain and turn it into my advantage. I'm going to figure out a way. So zooming out, those are the two things, your relationship with ownership and your relationship with failure that I would say when it comes to how to actually keep the promises you make to yourself, turn your relationship with failure up just one notch. Mm. How do you do that? Turn the notch up with ownership. Take ownership for what's happening in your life. Don't leave it up to the whims of the wind because that, <laughs> trust me. That doesn't get you far. Episode suggestion. My episode suggestion is 120, the biggest bottleneck to trusting yourself. Mine is 76, giving yourself the permission to succeed. If you need help with this, if you need an accountability buddy, if you need to see other people doing it and get inspiration and feedback and guidance, Join our private Facebook group. There are over 200 people right now in that group, and this is growing every single day, who are doing the same thing. 
who can give you help, who can give you feedback, who can be that accountability buddy for you or people who can just support you along the journey. You know, we Mm. all need people there who can help us and be there for us. And I know that made the biggest difference for me in in being able to become the woman that I am today and who I'm aspiring to be, I could not have done it without the support of the community that I have. And we've created that in the Evolve Venture Society Facebook group. So mm-hmm. head over to Facebook, join that group. The link is in the show notes and we look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much, everybody. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. If this episode resonated with you or you heard something you know will help you evolve, please share it with someone you love and care about, team members across the world, or someone who you believe deeply could benefit from joining this discussion. We know firsthand how important it is to have people who support and celebrate your evolution. That's why we created our free live virtual event called Out of the Mud that we host the last Wednesday of every single month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You don't even have to be on camera. You can literally just listen in if you want to so that you can get this content. You can hear what the community has to say and be involved with the conversation in real time. Extraordinary topics with evolved people. That's what this event is all about. Click in the link for Out of the Mud in the show notes to register for our next event. We love hearing from our listeners and community members. In efforts to help you evolve, we invite you to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook at Evolve Ventures or reach out to us directly via DM at Evolve with Amelia and Evolve with Bianca. Be on the lookout for our IG lives that we host every single Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are also in the process of rolling out group coaching and online courses that are sure to help you evolve into a greater version of yourself. This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.